Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of Sometimes I Talk to Myself. Ooh, honey, listen. <laughs> okay, so my current situation right now is I'm driving. I'm always driving when I talk to you guys. I'm driving to go pick up my lovely daughter so that I can um, run a few errands. But I wanted to talk about a topic this week that I discussed. Um, I said I would talk about it a couple of episodes ago. And it was about hearing from God and how I hear from God. Um, And I, I just, I wanted to, I guess, record this because I know a lot of you might be really prophetic. And I know also that you might feel like, some of you might feel like, well, I don't hear from God. Um, But... I just want to walk you through my process and kind of a little bit of my story. And then, you know, you'll see for yourself that you actually can hear from God. It's so amazing. So, um, first of all, I don't know what happened, but a couple of days ago, I, it was like four days ago, I, um, I was in class and this revelation hit me, this guy behind me named David he was bundled up and it was hot outside but he was like bundled up real good and he um had his hoodie and all this stuff and he said you know last time I was in here and I wasn't protected I got an AC cold (laughs) and it just blew my mind like wow you can actually get sick through artificial means you know it's not cold outside it's artificial but it'll still affect you in a similar way that it would if, if it was an actual thing. If it was an actual cold. Or you were actually outside without a scarf on. And I believe that that's what happened to me. I think I was just in school. and Because I noticed, I listened back over um, one of my podcasts. And I realized every, it seemed like every time I did a podcast, I sounded crazy. Because I was sick or something. Or getting sick or getting over a cold. Whereas, like, before, my best friend used to laugh at me because she said, you never get sick. And it was because I've always declared that I just never get sick. I don't catch colds. So if she ever saw me with a cold once every two years, she was always surprised. And if I had the semblance of a cold or sickness, it would always be really, really quick. It would start and it would be over pretty fast because I just... You know, I battle in the natural, take my emergency and, you know, whatever else I need to take to kind of battle it. And then I also, um, I just have always declared that I don't get sick. So, yeah, here I am. It seems like back to back. And I found out that it was the AC cold. So I'm going to unfold a little revelation here for you since, (laughs) look, I really don't even fully have the revelation, but I feel like. As I'm talking, it's kind of coming to me that even when you're in a place and you feel and you think you are covered and you think you're good, you know, we still need to we, we still need to take the necessary precautions, even from the artificial thing. You know, you might feel like, OK, like, for example, a lady named Havila Cunning. Cun- oh, Lord. Don't. Who, yeah. Forgive me. I don't know how to say her last name. But Havila is her first name. And she came to our school and she preached about being in certain seasons. And she said the winter time, 
you know, it, it, things look, look barren and it's cold and there's no fruit. You know, then you have your springtime where you start to see buds and that's when you get excited and you have summer, you know, and you have uh, the fall and, you know, she's like winter. Oh, I mean, yeah, fall. Yeah. And so you got all the seasons that you go through in life. And she said, if you're stuck in one season and you feel like you've been in that season for years, you need to really check yourself because we rotate through these seasons of life. And so it shouldn't be, you know, sometimes it can last, but it the point of her message wasn't about it lasting a certain amount of time. It was about how we should behave when we see the signs of the season in our life changing. Uh, we should behave accordingly. Meaning like if you're in a season of, of harvest, then get your, get your baskets ready. Like prepare yourself because you're about to reap from what you've sown in that previous season, all of the sowing that you've done and all of the tears and all of the praying and all of the, this and that and other, you actually come into a place of reaping. So what are you going to do? Don't just show up like, all right, y'all I'm here. How can you prepare? How can you get your baskets ready for that season of harvest? So my point in telling you that was because this revelation that is kind of unfolding to me, um, with, with this artificial air, you might feel like, well, I'm not in winter anymore, so I don't have to wear my scarf. I don't have to. But what I learned is that school, going into Bethel Church, you know, where they have the air on, where actually, even if the air is, is not on super high, but it, um, if I'm sitting under a vent, because I've done that too, where certain parts of the church is colder than others, and if I get there kind of late and I only get a seat in the back, that's where the vents are. There's like you know, a couple of vents that are right there and, and it's, yeah, it's freezing. So I keep a scarf in my bag just in case, <coughs> just in case. Now, now I do that. So the next podcast, hopefully by next week, I will not be sick or sounding crazy, but I just learned that, that I need to keep my chest and my neck covered just because it's 80 degrees outside and I decided, oh, it's hot enough. I'll wear a tank top and, you know, some caprice, you know, pants. Doesn't mean that I, I don't need to actually be prepared for some inclement weather on the inside. So the revelation is, <laughs> though your season might be changing and you might be going from the season of winter to spring where you're starting to see things flourish and bud on the trees, you know, be prepared for whatever. Like, don't just be willy-nilly about it be prepared it's a scripture that I love where Jesus told the disciples in one season I told you don't bring anything leave everything just go like they'll be provided for but before before he left he said remember I told you guys that don't take anything with you he said now I want you to take everything he said now I want you to be actually prepared and ready because oh no he said what did he say he said um he says, sell something and buy a sword, <laughs> like have a sword ready to fight. So I just, I really feel like that that was so significant when the guy, he just behind me, he said, it's an AC cold. And I'm like, who catches a cold in the summertime? Like, what is that? But it's not summer quite yet, but it's pretty hot here in Reading right now. So, um, yeah, but this constant sickness that I've been like struggling with has been from being inside of a building through artificial means but my body doesn't know it's artificial my body is like um this is a constant bombardment to 
your immune system and I'm going to have to shut down in some areas so that we can get you well because this is not this is not good. So yeah, so that's just a little side nugget for you guys that in the next season just keep yourself ready, stay armed and stay prepared. And that and that could even mean um don't think that the enemy won't try to come with some type of side thing where okay, you think you're good but Here's some little unforgiveness that pops up here or some bitterness here or or maybe, you know, a coworker pissed you off or whatever. And then it, it's back to the kind of back to the same thing. And it's not even so much that God is sending you back. But when you when you start to have momentum, we actually send ourselves back. We get, con, con, you know, condemned. Condemnation will come in and it's like, man, I, I should have known better than to fall into that. And what I hate the most is when I can't go back and fix the thing that I've done. So there are situations where it involves integrity. And it's like, oh, man, you know, I, I totally grabbed that so-and-so and I thought I paid for it and I didn't. Let me go back and pay for it. Oh, you didn't have to do that. It's okay. Well, I'm going to let you tell me it's okay, but I'm not going to walk out of here with something that I didn't pay for it, you know. But in other situations where let's just say you, you know, you you cussed somebody out and they died and you realize, oh, I was wrong. They actually didn't do or maybe they they were wrong, but you just decided too late that you forgive them. You know, stuff like that where you can't take it back. That's like the worst. I picked a super dramatic example of it. It's actually not. I mean, there's more where you you can actually try to pull it back on some stuff and you can't. But it's not as dramatic as death. But that's just a big one I could think of. So my whole point is just be ready. Keep your just keep your eyes alert. There's a scripture that says be vigilant. I, I keep saying there's a scripture. I'm going to actually get better at knowing where the scriptures are. But you can Google it <laughs> until I figure it out. But the scripture says be vigilant. Be cautious at all times because your enemy, the devil, roams around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may seize upon and devour. It says withstand him. So it so be by being vigilant and cautious and watchful. Yes, we are enjoying the moment. We're enjoying this new season. We're enjoying the springtime. We're enjoying the time of fruitfulness and birthing, but also aware at the same time that, okay, yes, we're, we are building something. We are reaping a harvest, but we're also holding a sword in our, in our other hand. Amen. So hold on guys. Hey girl. Hey mommy. What you doing? What you doing? I was picking up G. I'm not crying. It's allergies. I'm okay. I'm doing my podcast. So you're going to be, you fighting allergies for me. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, hi, Kiki. Hi, Judy. Okay, I'll, I'll be right in there. You can go in. You coming up? Yeah, I'm, tell Gigi I'll be up in a minute. Okay, because I want to finish talking to you guys. So, yeah, I'm home. So, yes, on hearing God. I'm almost like... I almost feel like it was only 11 minutes, but I almost really feel like that there's some weight on what I just said. And I I really want to, I think I really just want to, yeah, I think I want that to settle in for some of you guys. Um, because, man, I, everybody's in a shift of seasons. If you, I, I just feel that really strongly in my heart that you are in a shift you are in a shift of seasons right now and everybody's in a different type of season but we're all shifting 
It's almost like we're rotating out. <laughs> you know, some people are rotating into their winter. Some people are rotating into their spring. Some people are rotating into their fall. I'm trying to look for my notes because um, I actually took notes on her message. Oh, here it is. Right here. Praise the Lord. Yeah, I feel like I really feel like I should camp on this for a minute. And then maybe we'll go back and talk about um, maybe we'll go back and talk about hearing from God after this. But okay, so let me read what she said. Havila. She said, Winter is waiting well. You'll rush you'll excuse me. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna start over. So if you're in winter, winter is waiting well. You'll rush things, be critical and antsy. Winter feels like the opposite of everything you should be feeling. It feels offensive. <laughs> Part of waiting well is humility. There is no obvious growth in the wait. There's yeah, there. I'm, uh, it's, my handwriting is terrible, so I'm trying to read my. And these are notes I'm taking really quickly as she's talking. So, but there's no obvious growth in the wait. Things can feel dead, but they're just dormant. And then she gives us Psalm 63 and one. And she also says that, um, you know, that there is still life beneath because she said that you'll see like a tree that look that has no life, no leaves or anything, but that tree is still standing. But then in the wind, in the fall, I mean, in the sorry spring, it'll start to bud. And so just because things look dead in your life does not mean that they actually are that you need to trust. So she said a few things about winter. One, it could be uncomfortable. So don't try to find comfort in things that will eventually hurt you. Um, she said, don't try to rush into like a, a new relationship because, oh, I'm hurting. I, I, oh my God, I can attest to that so much. When my husband died, I was, um, we had a cruise. So he died like a month shy of our seventh year of, of marriage. And we, a friend of our, like a couple of friends of ours, a couple who couldn't go on their cruise, gave us um, the cruise that they were going to go on. And they said we can use it. So it was it was optional. We can go anywhere we wanted to. And we can, and it was just carnival, but it was, it was so cool. So we got to pick our location and all this stuff. Well, he dies. And the cruise that we were going to go on, our, our anniversary was May 31st which is this month. So I'm like, oh, Lord, what am I going to do to celebrate? Because it would be 10 years. If he was still alive, we would have been married this month for 10 years. So anyway, um, so a couple of months down the road, my sister and I, we talked and she decided, OK, we're gonna, I'm going to go with you on this cruise <clears throat> because she felt like you should still go. And I said, okay, I, I felt like, yeah, I, I kind of need to do something. I need to get away. I need to do something. So yes, let's do something to get away from this house and, and all the feels. So as I'm, I'm, I'm getting on this ship, I'm seeing all these couples and I'm seeing all of these loving relationships. And I just kept feeling this ache in my heart. Like this is supposed to be me. I'm supposed to be celebrating seven years, um, with my man and, he's not here and so the more the days went by on this cruise it was a I think it was a six day um by day three I was really really feeling it <coughs> excuse me guys and by day three I was just like oh my god mm -mm, I gotta have somebody lord help me but I'm I'm just who I know some single men on this boat I'm gonna find a friend 
and I'm going to just have somebody I can go, like, they can meet me downstairs for lunch, and we can talk, and we can sit at the pool. You know, I didn't, it wasn't sexual for me. It was just so uncomfortable. It felt like there was fire up under me, and, like, somebody strapped me down, and I just had to burn, you know? Like, I was burning alive. It felt so bad. It just hurt, and it was uncomfortable, and I just wanted to get out of it quickly. <clears throat> but... I remember saying that to the Lord. And then on the other hand, I thought of my commitment to the Lord and I thought of my heart for him and how much I loved him. And as I was getting on the elevator to meet my sister um, on the top deck, and this was right when I felt like, you know, I made up my mind that I was going to meet somebody. Oh, also, my sister went dancing one night and I just let her go. dance. I was with her for a minute, but they started drinking and going crazy. So not her, but like the people there. And it was just a wild dance party. And, you know, that's not really my thing. So I went to my room. I went to our room and just went, went to sleep. She stayed out and hung out and parties. She's such a party girl. She's she's awesome. But, you know, she she knows how to dance and she's awesome. So. There was guys there that were single and you know I knew I could find I knew I could find somebody if I wanted to. And in the burning and in the pain of it all, I pushed the elevator button. I'll never forget because I knew where I was in the moment that my heart shifted. And I thought about my love for the father. And I just thought about the history that I had with him and I and just how much I loved him. And I said, you know what, God? I don't want to choose a temporary thing to get me through this pain because I could see myself in that moment. It was like I could see myself having to revisit what God was trying to actually heal me of and break me through to. So had I got a man to feel it quickly, then eventually that man would have been an annoyance to me he would have been an irritation because it was it wasn't what I needed what I actually needed was papa but he would have he would have satisfied that longing to have like a male you know when you go seven years and you married to somebody that's not just a sneeze or a walking I mean that is life my life was actually merged and melted and molded to a man who just got ripped away suddenly so whereas for seven years I didn't have to take out the trash if I didn't want to and you know I hate dishes so he did the dishes and I washed clothes and that was our agreement you know here I am now I have to do it all and I'm like wow I'm alone again so I felt like I wanted that comfort there but I told God I said God you know what I'm gonna let this burn as long as it needs to burn um, so that you could you could have your complete work in me and I said God just finish it do it. I give you permission. I'm not going to run into something. I'm going to wait on you to finish what you started in me. So if that's healing for my husband from his from the loss of him or whatever you got to do, just do it. I'm I'm here. And I've wept as I told God that. And let me tell you something. Oh, y'all, wait. One more thing too. There was this movie I saw. I don't know uh, the name of it, but Claire Danes is the actress, and the actor is Steve. I think it's Steve. Steve, somebody, the guy that always has white hair, even when he was younger, it was just white. And he's usually a comedian, but in this movie, he was, it was a serious movie. But this, this movie blew, it, it, it changed me because she loved him so much. But he told her in the beginning, he said, I don't want a relationship. I'm not going to commit and I'm not committing to being faithful, but I'm just letting you know, you know, 
and she was like okay because she was just footloose and fancy free she was an intelligent girl but she just she figured okay whatever but she started to fall in love with him and he fell in love with her too but he ended up sleeping with this woman because this woman that used to date him um she was like she knew the rules too and she looked at him and she said something's different you you've met someone that's changed things and then she put a proposition out there for him just to see if he would bite and he did he slept with her <coughs> and the the issue was like you could see i think I haven't, I haven't seen this movie in so many years but you could see the anguish on him afterwards and eventually it got towards the end of the movie and if y'all gonna see it still see it because it's so good but it got towards the end of the movie and they came together again and she was so hurt though he told her he had cheated and I guess it was like a few weeks or a few months later and she looked at him and she would just with love oh he made a comment about something inappropriate about you know maybe being with another woman or something but he was just being funny and she looked at him and he said I'm so sorry and she said you know what hurt now or hurt later hurt now and she just left and she didn't look back and she opened her own little art gallery and she just I mean she flourished in her life and I'm telling y'all that movie oh man it's not even a Christian movie but the hurt now hurt later it it brought me to a place in my own self where I had to make some tough choices and I decided on some things because I realized you know what certain things in life that you choose you know it's gonna hurt eventually it's up to you whether you're gonna prolong that thing for 10 years or if you're just gonna get some some of some of y'all might have been dating the same man for 10 years or five years and you know you knew when you you knew when you met this dude this wasn't it <coughs> but then all of a sudden it's like well, I just got to have somebody. I don't want to be by myself. So I want to just have somebody until my husband comes. Let me, can I tell you something? Can I tell you a secret? Mm-mm, he ain't coming. He can't come if that space is occupied. Why would God do him like that? And why would you want to hurt another human being? If you get somebody else all wrapped up in your stuff, why would you do him like that? It's better. Okay. Hurt now or hurt later. Hurt now. Not even for for your own sake, but do it for the person that you could be hurting. You know what I'm saying? So I got way off. But I chose in that moment on that cruise to hurt now instead of instead of taking a temporary thing to fix the burning that I was going through. <coughs> and let me tell you guys what happened that was so deep. In that moment, in that moment, God lifted the burn where I thought, oh my gosh, I thought I was going to die. And I actually told God, I'm like, you know what, Lord, I'm preparing my heart because if this is how it's going to feel, so be it. Let's do this. Let's do this. Like whatever is in me, you know, that needs to be whatever and however long it takes, just do it. And as soon as I, I gave it up to him, you know, he took that thing from me. So now waiting for waiting for a husband. Now I'm actually ready to meet someone and ready to to move forward in that phase of my life where oh, I'm actually like okay, it's been 3 years since my husband died, but I actually feel more ready now than 
than even before I married him and met him because I let the Lord have his way and do the work inside of me. So that's winter. (laughs) Winter is a time to be intimate with God because winter brings isolation. You're more in touch with your own heart. Number three, it's a time to rest physically, a season to reserve your strength and energy. Doing something you don't want to do so you can do something you do want to do, want to do. So that's winter. So this is all from Havila. She gave this message at school on March 14th, 2018. Um, Springtime, guarding your growth. You think you're in summer. This is a season of your yeses and nos, a season of new growth and new beginnings. All we've planted will begin to grow. Momentum. She says, lean in. It's a window transition. If you don't guard it, it could go away. It's a time to get your hands dirty. I put on here a podcast. <laughs> podcast for me because this is this is something I've been kind of wanting to do. And I was like, okay, let me just dig in, lean in, do my podcast. Even if nobody listens, just do it because this is me being faithful to what I believe God spoke to me. Intentionally put the word in the soil of your life. Fresh, fresh revelation. The soil is your responsibility. What you partner with or don't partner with. <clears throat> um, steward, favor, and protect. Protect it. Springtime. Second time I heard Mary hit her pregnancy. Oh, this is personal. That's personal notes. Okay. Overnight, all of a sudden. Spring is a time for work and effort. A time to carry out the instinctions you were given in winter. Write your songs. Fresh revelation. Okay, that's personal again. <laughs> yes, Lord. Um, start what I know. Start what you know God has called you to do. Plowing new ground. The ground is ready to be turned over. Uproot any bitterness, anxiety, or fear. And the same go. The same. Uh, something for weeds. I can't read that. All right. Now, Summer. Summer, nurturing growth. It's a season of fulfillment. All things done in secret is open for everyone to see. Everything that you do has a harvest. And harvests don't lie. When she said that, baby, I said, what? Okay, she says, you'll begin to see fruit and enjoy the rewards of your labor. Distractions. Summer is very a very distracting season. Life does not end in summer. Watering daily discipline is tr- is just as vital as it is in winter. So what she was saying was like winter feels like a party. It feels like, yes, I've arrived. And you'll notice like the favor on your life increasing to like the 10th degree. And everything is just just really exploding and coming alive. It says, don't forget your discipline. She said, don't forget to water. Daily discipline is just as vital as it is in summer as it is in winter. So water your your personal time with God. That's been so um man, that's been so key for me lately because um I was in a season for months where my daughter was in Texas <clears throat> and I was just living in my little apartment by myself, just this little corner of the world, and I would wake up and have Earl Grey tea in the morning and fresh flowers on my table and open my blinds to the sunrise and have this beautiful, intimate moment with the Lord. And then (laughs) 
my baby she came back in february so she's here in february she's here with me now and and then i had a, a girl from school who she just needed a temporary place to stay she'll be leaving next week but she's been here for going on two months and it just feels like all of a sudden my house is just filled and like where do I go and I sit in that little place in my house where my little apartment on the couch where I used to sit (laughs) and now there's like a tv on and there's my my little 16 year old she's doing her thing and she's there and I I don't ever want her to feel like well this is my house you know (laughs) so I just kind of let her come in and settle in and fit in and do whatever she needs to do to make it feel like it's her home and so my season has definitely shifted to where even in my bedroom my my kid is there you know she's she's sharing the room with me while the other girl takes the other room and she's in this room with me and so I want to spend time with God and I'm like oh she's here and then I'll get up some mornings and I'll go sit in my little place on the couch and my my little my roommate the other girl she's sweet she'll be up making coffee and I'm like oh I just can't sing like I used to and and do the things that I used to do um but I realized last night I was thinking I need to get in my car and I need to just drive off you know and even the prayer house at Bethel is 24 hours but it's almost weird in there because (coughs) because you can't really talk (laughs) it's super quiet and my best times with God have been in the quiet, but also when I'm able to process with him out loud or sing to him or something, it's a balance and act for me. So it's just whatever's happening in the moment. And um, so I need to get in my car because this, this is my sanctuary, drive somewhere private and go in like literally like really war and, and snatch that time back that. I feel like I'm, 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 yeah, like I'm wrestling for, go get it, go after it, get in your car, drive to the hilltop and sit there and pray in the empty parking lot until you get a breakthrough. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's a part of me watering. Cause I believe I'm in summer. I thought I was in the spring and the Holy Spirit told me, no, you're in, you're in summer. So I'm going to finish this up the fall. Fall is harvest time. Galatians six and nine. It's a season of promise, the physical evidence of our of all of your hard work during all seasons. Let me see your oh you've sown. It's a time of Thanksgiving. Oh, all of the seasons you've sown. Got it. <laughs> so let me read that again. The physical evidence of your of, of your hard work during all of the seasons you've sown. Time of Thanksgiving. Fall is a time you store up because of what's because of what's coming winter baby when she said that I said wow she said I messed up so bad this is what she said but I realized I've done this too where I felt like oh I'm in the season of summer and you think oh this thing is lasting and it's gonna be here forever like it's like people who get their income tax check and it's like ten thousand dollars and you think oh I'm in my I've made it I have arrived (laughs) But then you realize down the road, okay, I have no money. And then you can look up even a year later and be struggling with where your next rent payment is coming from because you didn't steward summer well. Because you, I mean, you didn't steward the fall well. So fall, you might be harvesting some things. She said, save up. 
Know what you're going to need in the next season. Right? Oh, she said right. I don't know. If, I don't know. I, my handwriting. But stewardship. You should have more than enough for you and others around you. So she said the fall is a time for you to have abundance for yourself. And then you'll have enough to, to bless some people around you. And you'll have enough to save. And it reminds me of when um, Joseph had to manage the coming drought. And I was thinking, wow, you know what? It wasn't like we're so our generation can be so microwave for real. I was thinking, man, if it was six months or seven months, cool. I can handle that. Seven years. It will almost feel like what famine ain't no famine coming. I know we talked about this five and a half years ago, but let's look, we've got an abundance for all these years. There's no famine. But the faithful man of God says, no, we're going to put some aside. We're going to we're going to have some, you know, we give some to our neighbors or whatever. And then we're going to actually eat from the harvest. And sure enough, for seven long years, that nation stayed alive because of the wisdom of one man, because he knew he was in a season of harvest. And so, I, man, I, I don't even this is crazy. I just left this writing workshop. Um because I'm writing a book and I've been writing it for a while and I felt like the Lord told me to take this this workshop and and it was a stretch for me I had to like go in my rent money and pay for this class but I feel like I'm so honored and so blessed to have done it because it it definitely sparked something and so that's the reason why I have this notebook this is my note-taking notebook and it just happened to be in the car with me but I want to tell you guys I wasn't gonna I was gonna talk about hearing from God and um and it shifted things, but I am going to talk about that because I have so much to tell you guys about my process and how I've grown in the area of even prophesying to people. I mean, we're going to get into all of that prayerfully the next time. But for this time, I just want to pray for you. Lord, I thank you so very much for seed time and harvest. Lord, I thank you for, man, Lord, you just, the way you do things, it's never on accident. It's never by mistake. It is strategic. And you are perfect in all of your ways. And there is nobody on earth like you or in heaven above, God. Lord, I just worship you and I thank you and I adore you for your goodness, Lord. I thank you for the seasons of our lives and how you prepare us. Lord, I thank you for Havila, God. I thank you for the, the fact that you gave her this message just so I could hear it just so that I could pass it on to my listeners. Lord, I thank you so much. Um, I think it's Havila Cunnington. Yes, Lord. So I just had to look it up on my Instagram because, <laughs> because I wanted to say her last name before I got off because everybody needs to follow her and listen to her. She's great. So anyway, Lord, thank you so much for for giving Havila the insight um, with these messages, Lord, and giving her insight to the season so that we'll know where we are because that thing really broke something off of me to know that I'm coming into a season of summer, but I also need to be prepared to store up just in case, just in case uh, my, 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 my fall season is not long and I have to go into winter, which I pray is not. I pray my, my, my fall season, I could just harvest permanently. <laughs> Don't we all want that? But Lord, I just thank you for my listener. I thank you for... The fact that you just put it on their heart to listen 
to this particular podcast and that they will get so much out of it. And and Lord, just bless them in the hearing. I bless them in the knowing. And Lord, I bless them in the waiting. Lord, in the winter season where they have to wait on you and they have to wait um, for the so-called miraculous or whatever the thing is they're waiting for. I bless them in the waiting and I bless them in, in patience and in, in the burn, God, that they will give it over to you and that they won't be um, hasty, God. And I, I thank you, Lord, that even even as I myself am waiting to be discovered by <coughs> by the man that you have for me. Lord, I thank you. I bless every single person that's listening, that's waiting to be discovered by the man that you have for them. And I just thank you, Lord, that that there is joy in the waiting, that there is there is hope in the waiting, that this is a time of intimacy with you. This is a time of getting together with you and falling in love with you and hearing the sound of your voice and, and, and listening to your heartbeat and just smiling and, and just being lovers. So, Lord, I thank you for the single ladies, single men, ones waiting to hear um, I bless, I bless them right now in Jesus name. And so, yeah, Lord, thank you. And thank you for taking over my podcast. You have permission. You can do this whenever you want, even though I thought you said to do it on hearing your voice. Uh, I guess you changed your mind. So it's all good. (laughs) Lord, thank you. Bless, bless my listeners in Jesus name. I pray. Amen. All right. I'm going in this house go see my girls and uh i guess i will talk to you guys next week where we will hopefully discuss hearing from god (laughs) Ah, all right y'all talk to you later bye